KRCL, 90.9 FM, HD1 in Salt Lake City, Ogden, and Provo. 96.7 FM in Park City, on the web at krcl.org. Listener-supported community radio. Support for Radioactive on KRCL comes from our sustaining members and Mark Miller Subaru. Welcome to Radioactive. I'm Laura Jones. Each weeknight at 6, we get together and we shine a spotlight on grassroots activists, community builders, punk rock farmers, and DIY creatives. So thank you for joining us for plugging into your community here on Radioactive. Tonight on the show, we're going to talk with the folks from Tizanti and Sugar House, which have been uh, weathering a troll storm due to an incident that started online but is affecting them in real life. So we're going to talk about that. And I connected over there. Because of Amy Schaefer, who's joining me as a volunteer host tonight. Hey, Amy, how you doing? Oh, sorry, I forgot, you know. I know I taught you a few things, but I forgot to turn on your mic. (laughs) I'll start over. I'm doing very well. Thanks, Laura. How are you? So glad that you're here, folks. You may remember Amy from our collaboration with Salt Lake Community College earlier this year. You came on as part of the team. Yep. Did a bunch of of, uh, shows and stuff, and now you're out in the real world, right? I am. I'm adulting now. (laughs) How's that going? You're over at KSL. I'm at KSL um, News Radio, and I also work for the Great Salt Lake Collaborative. And one of the shows that you did with us during our collaboration with Salt Lake Community College and Amplify Utah was uh, a gentleman that you met who's in Ukraine. Right. Um, Anton Pudabny. Yeah, he's a young... A young Ukrainian um, with a with a little baby who was actually born a couple days into the war in a bomb shelter, and she just turned six months. And the weird thing is, is that marks six months since the war started. Wow! So yeah, she's only ever known war. Yeah, that's all she'll ever know. Well, we hope to get another update because yeah. you've been keeping in touch. Yeah. But tonight's a different conversation. Who are you bringing on for a round of music meets activism? So tonight, I wanted, and I've been wanting to, to uh, do this show for a while, is Denise Drews. Um, so she is a yoga yoga instructor at um, Yoga Assets, but she also does smirk through the women's prison with Yoga Forward, her nonprofit. And this is just, this story has always just captivated me. So the mm. fact that we're finally doing it, I'm really excited about Denise has been on the show, but it's been a couple of years. I'm curious how COVID affected the program and now that the prison's moved, yeah, what that means and if she's able to work with all incarcerated folks or if it's gender-based, et cetera. So I'm excited for your conversation. In fact, we have a clip of a TED Talk that she gave on this subject. Why don't we go ahead and share that so people can kind of get an idea of what's coming their way, shall we? Perfect. All right, here we go. Picture a 13-year-old girl standing outside the razor wire of a state prison. That girl was me waiting to visit my dad, and I remember feeling shackled. Looking back, I recall the pain and embarrassment I felt as a young girl. I feel that on a visceral level. I will never forget the sound of those doors slamming shut behind me, the smell of steel I could taste in my throat, the endless waiting in a stark, dismal room that echoed with the slightest noise. For 15 years, this was my experience as I visited a man I loved. My dad's mother, Grandma Annie, would often remind me, 
Your past doesn't define you. Your past prepares you. I had no idea then how true those words would be. I teach yoga, and a few years ago, my mentor challenged me to go back to my wounds. I was ready. I volunteered to lead a 200-hour yoga teacher certification course for 10 women, 10 women incarcerated inside the Utah State Prison. The civil rights activist, Angela Davis, said, prisons do not disappear social problems. They disappear human beings. I knew from years of watching people respond to my dad that it was true. So I was going back there to see people, to really see them and to serve them. Believing that my past had prepared me, I believed I could make a difference. Going back in, however, all the old feelings returned. My stomach was in knots. My legs were shaking. Those doors slammed shut behind me, and there was that familiar smell. Both the air and my spirit grew heavy as I second-guessed myself and my grandmother. Inside a correctional facility, this is the closest thing you get to a yoga studio. My heart skipped a beat when I saw this sign, gym and recreation. Was it possible that I was stepping into a place of re-creation? I walked into the prison gym. I sat down on my mat, shaking and unsure of myself. As one by one in they came, the women I would be working with. They unrolled their mats, sat down, and I looked into their eyes. They with their pain, and me with mine. I took a deep breath, and immediately I felt my body soften and my fears fell away, and all I saw was 10 beautiful women in front of me. I don't know what I expected. Sure, they had a few more tattoos, <laughs> but they were very much like me. They were very much like me. I'm excited to hear the rest of this story and how it's evolved since 2019 when the TED Talk that our guest, Denise Drews from Yoga Assets, did. So this is someone that you've been wanting to have this conversation with for a while, right, Amy? I have. Like, when I started taking um, journalism courses like three years ago or more, I was going to try to do it, but it wasn't like school-based or whatever. And I've been following her. We have like a really weird connection. Um, we've only met in person one other time, and it was yeah. 15 years ago in Chicago at an MS, um, what was it, MS rally convention. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm so excited to see her, and I've just been following her and her story. Well, and I'm eager for our listeners to hear it as well. But before we get there, we have another conversation that you helped facilitate with Scott Little of Tizanti. He and his wife, Becky, own this tea and wine shop cafe in Sugar House and been around for a while. And they do this really cool kind of all ages uh, drag Fridays. Yeah, I up. believe it's called Spill the Tea. How cute is that? He told me when I <laughs> when I texted him later and said, is it still called Spill the Tea? He's like, we just changed it to oh, Best they? Teas. Best Teas. 
tease. Best okay. tease. But uh, there's a story in the Trib that ran on Friday by Pollock J. Swall. It starts out a Salt Lake City tea shop battling back against attacks on Yelp and other review sites after the business hosted an all-ages drag show. And videos from the show in which a young girl danced with a drag queen went viral. And in this current environment, online in particular, but we've also seen people showing up and disrupting drag story time across the country yeah um uh but they were caught off guard by this so i wanted to talk to scott about it you connected me and we're going to ask you a few questions about going there over the weekend but here's my conversation zoomed earlier today with scott little Tizanti in sugar house in the news for something i'm guessing you didn't expect tell us what's going on scott <laughs> no yeah we we definitely didn't expect it um yeah no uh here at the shop um uh, we, we host uh, monthly monthly drag shows. It's an all-ages drag show with the idea of kind of bringing community together. Um, the drag queens usually kind of do a bunch of Disney songs, that kind of thing. It's, it's super, super fun, very family-friendly. Um, we posted a, a video on our Instagram channel, uh, I guess like probably three weeks or so ago now, and of, of a kind of neighborhood girl with her with her family and she got up on stage and you know just felt the moment and kind of was dancing and and everybody was loving it and it was yeah super wholesome moment we uh we posted the video on our instagram channel and then um on sunday we we got i don't know we got targeted by by a hate group and they they reposted the video and yeah that just kind of opened the floodgates so this is getting you caught up in this national political conversation about LGBTQ community and right-wing politics, it sounds like. And that's not where Tizanti lives. No, no. It's, and, and again, it's, it's, you know, obviously we know what's out there. We know, we know the, the political situation. We know the, the situation just in, in general, right? But it's not something that, you know, we're not super activist type of thing and but it's it's you know we were hosting this event and we i mean yeah i mean my, my wife becky and i and, and all our staff i mean don't even think about it right like it was it was again such a natural thing we're like we're doing an all ages drag show and again it, it was disney songs super wholesome girl getting up and dancing and and yeah and then all of a sudden we're just we're being crushed left and right by you know being called child abusers groomers you know, if somebody compared us to Jeffrey Epstein, I mean, so it was super emotional for, for ourselves, you know, our staff got, got pretty kind of anxious on it. Um, but, but honestly, you know, for us, it really opened our eyes to what people are, go through every day. Right. And, and it's just sad and, and kind of, kind of scary to, to see it out there. And they have such a loud voice now. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. Again, this is in the digital sphere where you've had all this vitriol thrown at you. I'm guessing some of it has been a bit concerning enough to perhaps involve police. You know, uh, um, last Sunday I, I was not in the shop and I, I wasn't around. So I was going back and forth with our manager, who, who uh, manager Liz, who runs our social media. And, and they're the one that posted the video. And, and then, you know, they're on our Instagram. So started seeing this kind of flood of, of yeah, kind of that social media kind of hate towards us and you know they reached out to us like on every avenue that, that we have basically you know via via the internet kind of thing right like you know we have a chat function on our website we have you know a, ability to reach us via like email through through chat or whatever and then instagram facebook you know everything 
Um, yeah, so so you know, so I wasn't around, and you know, talking to to Liz, that you know, the staff was was kind of anxious. Um, nothing was happening here. I think ninety five, probably ninety nine percent of the people were not even from Utah, right? But yeah, no, I, we I reached out to the to Salt Lake City Police Department, their non emergency line, just just kind of giving them a heads up, be like, hey, listen, like I know there's probably nothing that's going to happen, but if somebody can maybe do a drive-by in a more frequent basis. And uh, yeah, the person I talked to was incredible. They're like, yeah, we're going to reach out to the sugar house person. And, and yeah, no, they were, they're super welcoming. Has any of it translated into any in-person encounters? You know, fortunately not, to be honest, what, what we've, we've kind of learned from this is Salt Lake City sugar house is, is an incredible community. And that's why we're here. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. And, and to be honest, like, yeah, the, the end of the day, like we've seen more love and support than, than we could have imagined. Um, again, like I wouldn't trade it for the world because, because, you know, Sunday and Monday were, were, were pretty, you know, I mean, it was very personal and, and it's not what we're creating. Right. And, and, and so it was, yeah, it was really hard to deal with, but flip side, once we kind of started sending our side of the message, we've we've seen incredible support from yeah from the community from from everybody does this make you in any way reconsider hosting a drag community at all it's funny because uh you know we're friends with the uh the 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 girl's parents um and you know we've been going back and forth with him and 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 you had their permission by the way for sure video yep for sure he's uh maybe show a little less restraint than we have sometimes because i mean he's you know he's being ridiculed too right like i mean like how can the parents let this go on right um but you know kind of going back and forth with that him he asked if we would post the video again um and, and again in my opinion if you if you watch the video it's so wholesome i mean it's just it's you know a disney song there's a girl dancing to a disney song and if you took that at face value, if you're like, hey, look at this awesome video of this girl dancing a Disney song, people would love it. Everybody would love it. But if you're like, oh, hey, look at this girl dancing to a Disney song at a drag show, all of a sudden, like, yeah, everything hits the fan. Um, so to answer your question, no, yeah, of course, we're going to keep our, our drag shows at once a month, um, you know, and, and yeah, we probably would consider reposting that video at some point down the line because again like it's it's what we believe in it's community it's gathering so i mean it, it kind of encompasses everything we're trying to do well for the uninitiated tell folks what tizani offers and where sure uh tizani is uh we like to say it's a uh, salt lake's only tea and wine cafe we're located in sugar house right across the street from the post office uh we're open tuesday to sunday kind of 10 to 7 8 o'clock and uh, yeah, we host monthly drag shows. <laughs> well, Scott, all of KRCL's best to you and your staff. We hope things calm down and you can just get back to being the Tizanti Cafe that everyone knows and loves. No, thank you so much. And, and the community has been incredible. We, we, that's what we really want to appreciate. Thank you. Is there a song I can play for everybody at Tizanti that would uh, brighten up their day? Well, we do have the Grateful Dead grilled cheese on our menu, so... Anything, anything Grateful Dead related would be would be awesome. <laughs> we got it for you. Thanks, Scott. You have a great day. Thanks. Bye.
Scott Little of T. Zanti in Sugar House. Check tonight's show notes, folks. I've got the date of their next bestie all-ages drag show happening this Friday. Amy Shaper, thanks for the connection with Scott. And uh, I got this ripple, but before, you were there this Saturday, and I was curious if all this digital troll warfare may have put a damper on customers coming in. You know what? I don't think so. I think it did the exact opposite, which I kind of really love. Uh, My husband and I go there pretty much every weekend. Um, we're like old folks. We go and we drink tea and play cards. And uh, it was it was bumping. There was a lot, a lot of people out there. So All right. Well, let's get that ripple on for them. A little Grateful Dead on KRCL's Radioactive. Support for KRCL comes from Mark Miller Subaru, a community partner of YWCA Utah and the Stand Against Racism Challenge. Mark Miller Subaru loves diversity. Learn more at ywcautah.org and markmillersubaru.com. Utah Foster Care's second annual diaper and hygiene drive is happening now. Collecting personal hygiene items and diapers of all sizes for Native children in foster care. Donations accepted at the Urban Indian Center, Utah Division of Indian Affairs, Utah Department of Health, and KRCL. KRCL's record and CD sale is hitting the road. Saturday, the 17th, we'll be setting up shop at the 9th and 9th Street Festival from 10 to 6 p.m. with a live broadcast of Afternoon Delight. Then, Saturday, the 24th, we'll be at the Downtown Farmer's Market from 8 to 2 p.m. in Pioneer Park across from Caputo's on 3rd South. Fresh vinyl will be added to the racks for each sale. Look for KRCL's big green tent to make all your vinyl dreams come true. KRCL.org for all the details. Welcome back to Radioactive on KRCL. I'm Laura Jones, and coming up at 7, it's Democracy Now! with Amy Goodman, followed by Red, White, and Blues with Brian Kelman 8. At 10.30, stick around for Night Train with Michelle Tanner and John Florence back at 6 a.m. to launch a brand new day for you. You can listen to the last two weeks of any show on KRCL, including Radioactive On Demand at krcl.org. You can find that option under the Program tab, KRCL. And now I am so pleased to turn over the show to Amy Schaefer for Music Meets Activism. Thanks, Laura. So, you know, as we kind of heard um, in that clip of your TED Talk at the top of the show, um, you really talk about how your past kind of kind of weaves into the story. But before we hit that, I want to talk about maybe you can just briefly explain what yoga assets is. And this is our guest, Denise Drews, who is... um, owner of yoga assets yes and let me just say amy i'm so happy to be here with you and see you in person and thank you laura and krcl for having me here today so yeah yoga assets is a teacher training school we we train 200 hour and 500 hour yoga teachers so that's the curriculum side of what we do yoga forward is our nonprofit. it's 501c3 and it is in place to take yoga where it isn't Right. And a place where it definitely isn't is, you know, the correctional facilities in Utah. Uh, Until now. Until now, (laughs) until Denise Drews made sure that that was not a thing anymore. Um, So tell us a little bit, um, going back to that TED Talk, which anybody who gets a chance to watch it, and we will have that in our our show notes, um, how, how your past kind of, kind of braids in with, with what you're doing there. I had an amazing mentor who challenges us, if you want to know where to serve in the world, go to your points of pain. 
go to your wounds. And one of those points of pain for me as a kid was having a dad that spent 15 years in prison. And when he was alive, it's the last thing I wanted to do was go down to that dark place. But once my dad passed, it just felt like an opening for me to go back in there and serve in a place that was so, so hard for me. Um, and so starting in uh, about 2017, I started knocking on doors and those doors opened, those steel doors <laughs> <laughs> opened. And I found myself back in the exact place where I'd visited him so many times as a kid. But now I was there in service of the people that were living there. Right. And one thing that stood out to me um, watching your TED Talk is you called it a very visceral experience. Mm -hmm. um, can you kind of exp explain that a little bit? Yes, it just, uh, I can't even explain how close it was to the first experience I had of going there as a kid. Like literally, you can taste the smell of steel, especially in the old correctional facility in Draper. Now there's a new one, and it's much better in terms of that. But um, just the feeling, it just felt the same, cold and hard and echoey and painful and dark. And that all just came up for me at this visceral level the first time I walked through those those doors. When your mentor, tell, you know, said to visit those those places of pain, mm -hmm. um, to have such a visceral experience must have been very difficult. Um, mm -hmm. And you know, and what's so great about this format is music meets activism. And so we really had you kind of do a deep dive into what that all meant. And so you picked out some songs for us, and that kind of brings you. Um, into the story through music. And I love that. So we've got your first pick, which is, I think, a perfect pick, which is You've Got Time by Regina Spector. So we'll take a listen to that on KRCL 90.9. Welcome back to KRCL. And that was Regina Spector um, on Music Meets Activism. And let's talk to our guest, Denise Druce, a little more. Why'd you pick that song? Well, first of all, I'm a huge fan of Piper and Tasty and all the other women on Orange is the New Black. Never missed an episode. Uh, I just thought it would be a really fun way to, to kick off this episode. Um, there are a lot of parallels. And I'll say when I did go into the women's prison for the first time, I expected it to be exactly like that. And of course, a lot of our women in there have never seen that show. So telling stories from Orange is the New Black, and they would just laugh so hard of like, yeah, that that pretty much sums it up for us. <laughs> right. And that song, I mean, was pretty um, important to that, wasn't it on the soundtrack? Yeah, it was. And You've Got Time. I mean, that's one of the things like I love about working with these people. They've got time and therefore they are such grateful recipients of what we go in there to teach them. It's almost like you serve someone something in your kitchen and they just lick the plate. Right. They can't get enough because they do have time on their hands and they're just, they're using what they learn the very next minute right after they learn it. Right. And you talk about, you know, like you were just talking about, you thought you kind of had this vision, right? Of like orange is the new black. And this is what it was going to be like. So talk about going into those spaces. Was that uh, intimidating for you? It was until, and I talk about this in the TED Talk, it was until I actually met those women waiting in that cold gymnasium for them to come in for the class. I was literally trembling. I had to use all of my yoga skills to calm my nervous system. But as they came in one by one, I was so surprised that 
first of all, they just looked like me. They were just people that you'd see on the street. I was surprised by how many young women came in. And my mind would start to wonder, how did that happen? And I, I reminded myself immediately to never ask them, what did you do to get in here? Um, I, I always was really bothered by that when people had asked me that about my dad, mm-hmm. um, him pinning him to his past and pinning him to the worst thing he ever did. So I consciously made a decision in that moment. These are women like me. They made a mistake there, but for the grace of God go I. Um, and I just was able to see them. And in that moment, my nervous system calmed down and we got to work. That's great. So it was pretty, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. It was in an instant. I, I realized who they were, who I was, and what we were going to do together. I did notice that when I was kind of um, studying up, that that is kind of a policy, is you do not talk about crimes. You do not talk about past. You do not talk. You don't give labels. We see them in the moment as a human being with every ounce of potential. Um, and I, I think it's just... Um, it's another kind of a crime to ask people that question. I want to do a second TED talk and I want to talk about that. Let's give these folks a second chance when they come out to have every strike against them. Why don't we give them an opportunity to sit at the table and speak about who I am now and what I have in front of me. Right. And I think what we often forget uh, is that we learn from people like that. But if we go into those conversations with an idea of, oh, you must have done this. I'm going to label you like that. Um, We don't learn anything. We don't. We don't learn anything. Do you think that um, it was a surprise to the women that that you didn't want to know? Yes. Right away they started telling, they want to tell you. I think they feel like they owe you that story because so many people know them by a number and a last name. And right away when they started telling their stories, I would stop them and say, I just want to stop you right there. You can tell this story, but it's your story to tell. It's not my question to ask you. And I will never ask any of you how you got here. I want to know what's happening today and how you and I can walk into the future together. And we maintain that when they get out. They are invited to come into our community training, our our regular trainings, and we make a deal with all of the students enrolled. We will never ask you that question. If you want to share, you can share. And if you don't want to, you never have to. And I've got a few that never choose to share that story and some that do. Yeah, and I can see that. I feel like that would put you on a very, um, quickly put you on a more of a level playing field. Yeah. Um, and I know this is not anything like it, but it reminds me when I went to an alternative high school and the teacher said, you don't call me Mr. This. I'm not Mr. Metcalf. I'm Jeff. Mm-hmm. And instantly it kind of levels that playing yeah. field. Yeah, it's we, right? Yeah. It's we. I think that's great. And I think that instantly makes people feel scene mm-hmm. which is great so powerful so we've got some more songs on um on your list on our music meets activism um again i'm here with um denise Drews and i'm amy schaefer your um community co-host this evening on radioactive so let's talk about song number two i see you by tyler shaw why was this on your list i just love the name i just love the title i see you and it's how i want to live my life 
I want to see people. I want to look human beings in the eyes and see them as a human being with infinite potential, not a story, not a label, not someone who looks a certain way. Um, and so I just jumped on to Spotify and I scrolled through all the ICUs and this one sang right to my heart. So I want to share this. Fantastic. So here is I See You by Tyler Shaw on KRCL 90.9. So that's Fix You from Coldplay um, on 90.9 KRCL Music Meets Activism. And again, I am here and I'm so excited to be talking with Denise Druce, um, talking about her nonprofit, Yoga Forward, which came out of her Yoga Assets, which is her yoga training program. Hopefully I said that all correctly. You did. <laughs> it's confusing. A lot of yoga in there. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, let's let's get to the mechanics of getting a program like this into um, a prison and what the program is kind of about. It was actually easier to get into the prison than I thought um, there, because there was such a need for programs that help with inmates with their mental health. And it literally was one email to the volunteer coordinator. There was already some yoga happening in the prison. They brought me in immediately to join that team. And within one or two classes, I could see a need for teacher training. I could see a couple of women who were serving life sentences and how cool if they could continue teaching long after I'm unable to volunteer. So it happened very quickly. The prison administrators were very, very welcoming and they did see that it could really help with things like stress, anxiety, depression, um, all of the mental health issues that they struggle so much with there. Right. And how was, how did they, the inmates, how did they kind of receive, what was their response? The response to yoga is almost immediate. It feels like a salve on a wound to them. So the classes are always full when we offer volunteer teachers out there. But uh, in terms of a teacher training program, it took a little bit more work to find people who had a specific amount of time on their record, um, behavioral adherence, right? We couldn't bring anybody into the program that had write-ups or problems. People who um, were, were going to be good teachers. So it was a selection process with officers administration and some of the inmates. Um, but we formed a group and away we went. Right. And, you know, talking about um, how music meets activism, and we just um, kind of led into this segment with the song Fix You. But it's not like you fixing them. No. Them kind no. of working on themselves and is that something you can tell us pretty evident yeah anyone who has a part life partner and or children anybody that's parent knows we can't fix anybody else we would love to think we can we do our own work and to me yoga is about not fixing yourself because we're not broken it's about discovering the true self that's in here um and, and that, I, I love that song. A lot of our inmates love that song when we play that. But you're fixing yourself. Let's face it. <laughs> so now, I guess, let's leap into your next song. Um, the next song you have for us is Lean On Me by Bill Withers. You want to tell me a little bit about that? Yes. Um, 
we learn quickly in, in yoga and specifically in a place like this to lean on each other, to be support systems for each other. And um, I've loved that in my role that I'm an advocate. I feel like just sitting here with you today, Amy, I feel like I'm able to be a voice for the voiceless. Um, and in that way, I, I do want them to lean on me and tell their stories that they want told, to speak about them in a way that lifts them up as valuable human beings. Um, so yeah, I just want them to lean on me and let me let me share them with the world. So then let's share this song with the world. It's Lean On Me by Bill Withers on Carousel 90.9. And that is A New Day by Common Kings. Um, and I'm here with our guest, Denise Drews, who has been telling us about her program through Yoga Forward, um, where she brings yoga to where yoga isn't, <laughs> which right now we're talking about um, bringing it to the um, correctional facility, the women's correctional facility. So that song was a great pick. Can you tell us why you picked that song? I picked that song because I'm really thinking about the people who leave the prison and come out into society. So we do have an open door policy that they can jump into any of our ongoing trainings and either continue their education or redo their education on the outside. And that provides them an opportunity to meet a whole new community of people, yogis, people who practice what they've been learning. Um, it just feels like, like that's what I envision when they walk out of those doors, a new day. But I'll be honest with you, it's not always that way. In fact, it's very dark and scary when the very first thing you have to do is go apply for a job. And that first question is, do you have a felony on your record? Same thing with housing. Um, if you don't have family and support system, how do you get a vehicle? How do you get transportation? A lot of them do start in transitional housing, which unfortunately does have its problems with addiction and like drugs can still get in anywhere. So they have some strikes against them coming out and we try to support them with a new and different kind of community and tell them it's a new day. Right. It's a new beginning. And it has to be comforting because that, started in the prison yeah so it's something that they know yeah and they can go to yeah so the program it seems to be helping a ton of people um and the prison just relocated yes they have some new digs so that's great so are you um are you guys like, planning to expand the program at all we're really hoping to so the new prison is interesting their philosophy they they studied a lot of correctional facilities worldwide and their philosophy is community so they're really trying to bring in a lot more volunteers, a lot more programming. Right now, it's a little tricky because they're short-staffed and um, they're trying to up-level up their, uh, I guess, hire more is what they're trying to do. Um, so yes, we do hope to move into the men's facilities once again. We started in the men's facility and then when COVID came up and COVID happened, we got shut down there. We got to continue mostly with the women. So yeah, we're expanding back into the men's facilities, both with classes and also yoga teacher training. And we see a dire need to help the officers. Correctional officers struggle with PTSD, depression. Um, there's a pretty high rate of suicide among correctional officers. So we're trying to take our programs of mindfulness, breathing, stress management, de-escalation to those folks. Which I'm guessing a lot of people don't think of that as part of the equation. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And what's cool is our, our women who are incarcerated actually came up with the idea and created some programming for the officers because they're smart women and they know that when an officer is in a good mood, it's going to be a better day for everyone. Exactly. <laughs> and right now, you know, we're hearing a little bit of um, Imagine Dragons. Yeah. Is that what I'm hearing out of there? Yeah. Um, I think we just need to hit this just really briefly um, a story about Dan Reynolds and maybe a yoga class yeah. you had at the Capitol. I had the extreme misfortune of having Dan Reynolds shirtless on the front row of my yoga class. Oh, he's he's in incredible shape, and it was yeah. I don't get nervous much teaching, but I was nervous in that class. <laughs> that's that's pretty amazing. I can only imagine. You start. Did you know he was coming? I did. Okay. So I didn't know he would park it. himself right in front of me without his shirt. So it took my, took me a minute to get my wits about me and continue to instruct people on breathing and staying calm. <laughs> That's funny. So, th- so this was Imagine Dragons um, on KRCL, Enemy by the State. My enemy. Everybody wants to be my enemy. And I'm back. This is Amy Schaefer, your community host this evening and i've got denise Druce with me and that was enemy by imagine dragons and i think denise you just wanted to have a little a little shout out with that song yeah just one more thing is that um uh ferosa is um serving a life sentence and i speak about her in my ted talk she has been the thread that has pulled this program together and held it together all the way and she now is a certified 500 hour yoga teacher plus she's a trainer for my yoga assets curriculum and she will continue to teach programs inside of the prison for the rest of her life literally so when I asked her to choose a song she chose this song Rise Up by Andre Day they play this at the end of every yoga class in the prison and they're playing it on their graduation which is coming very soon that that's amazing so yeah so, so shout out to Ferosa Ferosa Bluff right yes right Okay, so wow, this hour has completely flown by like I kind of knew it would. So, um, Denise, if anybody wants to get involved, um, reach out to you guys, how can they do that? Our website is all the W's, yogaforward.org. And um, we'd be happy to um, accept any donations for our work that helps us um, continue taking yoga where it isn't. Um, and um, yeah, I'd love to connect with you. My social, our social is yoga.forward on Instagram. You can find us on, on the book, on the book face. <laughs> and so, you know, to learn more about Denise, um, and we'll also have a link to that TED Talk, all of her stuff about Yoga Forward and Yoga Assets. Um, check out tonight's show notes on krcl.org. And this is Amy Shaver with Music Meets Activism. And thank you again, Denise. It's been, it's been an absolute pleasure on KRCL 90.9. I just wanted to say, yay! Great <laughs> show! So you need to come back and do some more, okay? Oh, please let me. All right. <laughs> I'd love to play DJ. It's my favorite. <laughs> Well, folks, we're going out with that song right here, Music Meets Activism. Walking down that entire-